Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about now. She's taking care of her voice, so you know that she's not going to shout now. No Fun, the Jen Kirkman Podcast, Season 10, Episode 7. This is your host, Jen Kirkman, speaking in the third person like a complete douche. Hi, it's me, Jenna, back speaking in the first person like someone who isn't a sociopath. Welcome to my podcast. Now, this podcast has gone Patreon only because this is what I do instead of touring. And y'all can pay for some episodes It's $3 a month to get just the two episodes that I do a month. And I throw in bonuses from my life. I may be talking about stuff that just happened in the news as I walk around New York. It's really fun. So go to the link in the show notes and join up. It's the best and only way to support me. If you thought, oh, I'm going to go see her on tour someday. I quit touring two years ago. Um, And you'll know I did by the fact that you haven't seen me on tour. Anyway, let's get into this week's episode. I'm going to be talking about a lot of things that um, a hidden camera investigation reveals that anyone can be a life coach and that is a problem. I'm going to weirdly defend Kim Kardashian in a situation that I don't even know what she said or why people are upset, but I'm going to assume I know what she said and assume I know what the arguments were as only uh, someone with a podcast does, right? I don't really know the information, and I'm going to spout off about it. I will be talking more about my opinion on the aftermath of Chris Rock getting slapped. And by the aftermath, I mean how comedians are behaving and acting as if somehow this has anything to do with them. Um, That will be on the paid part. I will be talking about Louis C.K. winning a Grammy for an album where he 
told lies about the victims of his assaults and how weird it was to have an album come out that same week where I talked about his harassment of me. Oh, God, it's just a it's always a great time to be a woman on the Internet, you know. So anyway, let's talk about this. I just saw this thing. I don't know. It was going around the Internet. It's from CBC News. It says, almost anyone can become a life coach. A hidden camera investigation reveals why that's a problem. It says, uh, this article says, pretty much anyone can become a life coach. The unregulated industry requires little to no training and offers the possibility of lucrative returns. But a hidden camera investigation into the business of life coaching by CBC's Marketplace found that some coaches are doing more than just helping people meet goals. They're offering advice about mental illnesses, such as anxiety and depression, even though they are not qualified to do so. They're also using what experts call manipulative sales tactics to pressure people to spend hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars for their services on the spot. Multiple experts, including psychologists, academics who specialize in mental health, and Another life coach reviewed consultations and sessions that marketplace producers captured on a hidden camera, and they say what they saw was concerning. Lorraine Bennington, a registered psychologist in Vancouver, who has also been a life coach since the 80s, says it's a real wild west. Many unqualified coaches may veer into offering what's essentially therapy. She said, there's a potential risk involved whenever someone treats mental illness without having the appropriate background. So there's no official definition of life coach. It's widely regarded as someone who's meant to help their clients set and reach personal and professional goals. But unlike a doctor or psychologist or psychiatrist, there's no academic qualification required to be a life coach and there's no governing body that regulates the industry. Globally, it's estimated that there are about 71,000 coach practitioners. Um, There were in 2019, a 33% increase from just four years earlier. I would love to know how many more there were after COVID. I know, is it something that more people decided to get a life coach and they can do it over Zoom and they're lost? Or did less people get life coaches because they didn't have the extra money because of COVID and not working or whatever? Um, Wow, Jen, that would, that's a real hot question. How do you come up with these? But this woman, the psychiatrist, uh, Bennington says, there is a place for life coaches when it comes to motivating and helping people set goals. But that broad title and easier access has some people reaching out to life coaches for issues beyond the scope of the life coach. Um, a retired psychologist, Alan Leshid, said it's much it's much less stigmatizing, you know, to hire someone because they're a life coach as opposed to going to a psychologist. But what people might be going to the life coach for are things that only a psychologist can really expertly handle. Um, in early twenty twenty one of December, one producer. I guess this is one of the like producers on the show that went undercover had two consultations with 
uh, Karen Strang Allen, an Ottawa life coach who specialized in empowering single women. In their first meeting, the producer disclosed having anxiety, depression, and being on antidepressants. And the life coach said, I can't give you advice on meds, but I will say that a large number of my clients have anxiety and depression, sometimes even more significant issues like being bipolar. And they're on meds and they find that doing work with me, they're feeling so much better that they can either reduce or go off their meds. Oh my God. The CBC producer told this life coach, oh, you know, my loneliness and anxiety often lead me to cancel plans and feel like I can't get out of bed. And uh, the life coach said, look, I don't want to knock therapy. The thing I don't like about it is it creates a dependency on the therapist. And uh, I teach you how to do this stuff yourself. You're not going to get the answers through therapy. I know I can help you. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is literally not what therapy is at all. Like, if your therapist has created an environment where you're dependent on them, then you need to get out. I mean, what most therapists are supposed to do is talk to you about your goals and you're supposed to keep working towards them. And eventually find your way out of uh, therapy and then just having that therapist in your life, you know, as needed. And uh, anyone who says, you know, I can help you. I mean, when we hear this about politicians, right? Stay away from the politician that says, I alone can help you. Stay away from the cult leaders, the cult of personalities, the populists. I mean, this is, <gasps> I mean, at the very least, at the very least, you know, if you're going to be an honest life coach, you, you could say, you know, I don't. I don't like therapy. That's that's fine, I guess, if you don't like therapy. But you could say, um, I think you'll get more out of life coaching, whether it's me that's your life coach or someone else. You know, it doesn't have to be me. But I'm a fan of life coaching because we can actually tell you things to do, whereas in therapy, they're not really supposed to give tangible advice, like quit your job. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, so... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Anyway, these kind of responses are problematic, says the article, because there's a sense of salesmanship. And, you know, if someone has a mental health issue, the right thing for the coach to say is, please deal with that first and then come see me. Oh, God. Well, yeah, so there's that article. So there's, I think this is really scary because, as you know, I have another podcast that's called Anxiety Bites. It's free, it's weekly, it comes out. Um, wherever you get your podcasts. And, you know, I never wanted it to be, it's not therapy. It's, it's even on advice episodes, I might talk about, as, as they say in the 12-step world, my experience, strength, and hope. So I can only talk about, hey, you know, I used to have a phobia of flying. Here's what I did. And, but I always recommend that people seek therapy. And, and even if someone just has mild anxiety, but never knew it was normal and they really, don't feel like they need therapy, they, they might want to pick up a cognitive behavioral therapy workbook. But, you know, a lot of times those things can go deep and you can end up realizing there is more beneath the surface. And for some people, really, there isn't. There's no old trauma. There's no bad role modeling from their primary caretakers. There's no bullying in their past. It's just truly 
a situational anxiety. You know, they're, they're in some kind of change in their life. They moved to a new city. They couldn't find a job, whatever it is. Maybe they just need some skills that they don't have to find a therapist for. I don't know. But my whole point of my podcast is just people talking about anxiety so that anyone tuning in can go, oh, I didn't realize this was a normal thing that we could say out loud and people wouldn't shun us, you know? And I interview neuroscientists and psychologists and psychiatrists and then I get all different kinds of opinions on, you know, what works to decrease our physical sensations of anxiety and to let people know that they're not in danger and they can have these physical sensations while living their best life, blah, blah, blah. But I would be so bummed out if I you know, if someone said, I quit therapy and I just listened to your podcast now. I mean, no. It's so funny because I've, I pitched a TV show idea um, a while ago. It didn't get made, but one of the characters was kind, kind of based on me, but not really, but it would be like, you know, it's not based on me at all, but it would be like if I were in the show, I would play this character. And it's a woman who is a life coach because she just likes to tell people what to do. And she dropped out of college where she was studying to be um, a psychologist. <laughs> she just lost her will to do it halfway through and decided, you know what, I can start making money now if I just become a certified life coach because that's easy enough and I get to tell people what to do as opposed to therapy. I have to listen to people and deal with health insurance and all of that. And, you know, obviously this woman is like completely batshit and I shouldn't say that that's a mental health slur, but she's, you know, she's kind of a hot mess and blah, blah, blah. But I remember this one network we pitched it to said, Oh, there's a lot of life coach stuff on TV. And I thought, is there, I mean, even if you can think of two examples, it's two examples. I never see shows where there's a life coach. Um, and the whole point of it was she was going to be sleeping with one of her clients and cheating on her boyfriend. And I mean, that was, I don't know. I just, I'd never seen that on a show, but okay. I feel like maybe they get a lot of pitches that are people making fun of life coaches, but they confused it with like, there's actually shows on the air. I have no idea, but either way, why not? I think it's funny. I, I think I talked about this. I can't remember. I had a bad, my 2019 was very confusing for me. It didn't get better until the last three months of that year. And, uh, it was the first time I hadn't worked and I had, I feel misguidedly uh, quit a writing job that I had, which I'm back working at actually. Happy ending after all, but I had quit it to just really concentrate on touring full time. And I realized, oh my God, I hate touring and it's not like bringing in enough money and this is miserable and I totally should have a writing job and also tour and do this and do that. And it was, I, I was having trouble getting hired on jobs and it was like a real wake up call to when I was in my little bubble of, of working on a show the past few years of just how many people have entered the arena to get jobs in this business and how competitive it was. And I was lost and I was really, really, really afraid. I'm not joking that I would have to go back to Massachusetts and move in with either my parents or my sister. And so that's when I came up with that show idea about, you know, a woman who 
it wasn't really about a woman who moved home, but it was just a woman who kind of felt like she fucked up her career and, you know, she doesn't want to be like other people who fucked up their careers and she like won't admit that she fucked up her career and, and, you know, like that kind of thing. So it was, it wasn't really about someone moving home, but it was just about someone like fucking up their career so bad that they had to move in with a friend and, um, and they were just sort of embarrassed about it and all of this kind of stuff. But again, that, that show didn't go, which is totally fine. But, um, and then miraculously in the last second, right before Thanksgiving, I got hired to write on a show for, um, 12 weeks. It was like end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And then from there, more and more jobs came. And then I went back to my old job, like everything just fell into place. But there was this eight months of just tumbleweeds of just it. And I hadn't not had, I hadn't had that much rejection since before I ever started steadily working. I pitched two book ideas, which includes like basically writing a third of a book. And so I was working for free. I was busting my ass, writing scripts, writing books. And it's like no script would sell and no book idea would sell and couldn't get another Netflix special. And it was like, I am trying on all fronts that I work in and I cannot get paid for this. It was so scary. So I literally didn't know what to do. I felt like this, you know, I know what to do in a therapy sense about what to do, but I felt like I needed something more. It's like, do you ever get in those moments in your life where you're like, okay, it's time to go and get some crystals or go see a psychic or do some kind of meditation healing circle group and call in the goddesses. Like you just want magic almost. (laughs) And so I thought maybe I'll see a life coach. And so I found this woman (laughs) and I just went to one introductory session because I really wanted to see, is this what I need. I, I like didn't know what to do. I wanted someone to tell me, okay, here's where you're stopping yourself. You know, because in therapy, they're not going to say, um, oh, well, you're stopping yourself from blah, blah, blah. It's, it's more questions and how do you feel and all this, which is helpful. But I just really, it's really like I wanted someone to tell me what to do. And, you know, I think if you're going to be a life coach, I think you have to be really successful. I know that sounds stupid, but when you're seeing a life coach and you're in their apartment and you're thinking, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like their apartment. It's depressing. And you know, this person's older than me and I'm coming to them for this fear that my career is over. And then I find out that the career they chose for themselves didn't work out. So they became a life coach and like, they're kind of living my worst nightmare. (laughs) And so I feel like, you know, and listen, maybe she could be the best life coach in the world. You know, she doesn't have to have what I want, I guess, but I think it helps in a way as opposed to a therapist doesn't necessarily have to be living their best life because they've studied behaviorisms and they know how to instruct but I don't know, I guess I, the way I looked at a life coach is like a mentor, almost someone who's like, I have what you want. You know, if you had, if you were a Tiger Woods and you're a professional golfer and you have a pro golfer mentor you, although I suppose he's probably better than all of them, but you know, um, you want to be an interior designer. So you go 
intern under an interior designer that's really successful and has their own show. You want to learn how to do that. I, I guess I don't know what I thought I was doing because it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go intern under a writer and find out how they do it because I knew how things are done. I had a career as one. It was just like I'm for some reason – I'm I'm just in that I'm just a magnet that's lost its attraction. I feel like I'm invisible in, in my own industry. And really, the answer, you guys, of what I needed to do was just ride it out. Was just sort of go into the skid instead of fight it like I was doing. I just I needed to be an acceptance of I don't know what's happening. There's no work right now, and I need to take the right actions, like try to write a script, try to write the book, do all that. That's good. But then just let go and stop worrying. And like, yes, you know, when people would tell me to stop worrying, I would fight for the worry. Well, you don't understand because next month and then my savings will go down a little bit more. And then, and then I will have to move back in with my family when uh, 2020. And they're like, well, it's not 2020 yet. I'm like, well, what should I do? You know, if I, if all my money runs out in December of 2019, I still have to pay my apartment here. (laughs) Oh my God. I just wanted some relief, you know, anyway. I really should have just fucking chilled. So I go to this woman and I'm telling her what I'm afraid of. And if she is a trained therapist, and that's why I picked her, because she said at any moment we can go into the therapy of it all or we can stay in the life coach zone. And I was like, I've got a therapist. Let's stay in the life coach zone. And she said, well, let's look at, you know, how much money would you like to make a year? And I was like, oh, you know, and she's like, no, 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 don't be like, talk yourself down. Give me a, a number that's realistic, but kind of a big dream. And I said, okay, half a million dollars. And she went, whoa. And I said, what? Too low, too high? And she said, that's realistic for you? I said, well, technically, yeah. If I got a writing job, sold a show, had a really successful tour and sold a book, all of that would equal the earning of half a million dollars. Then you pay your manager and agent taxes. So you keep what? Half of that. And she went, uh, all in one year? And then you'd want to make that every year? I'm like, oh, and more. And she goes, okay, well, I, that, she almost called me greedy. She said, wow, that's, um, because there's a spiritual aspect to money too. And, you know, what do you need all that money for? And I was like, oh, security, so that I can put it in the bank. And then if I have another year where I'm not working, at least I know I can live off that for a while. And, you know, I want to help my family as my parents get older, if they need to be put in a home or something. I mean, I think it's, I don't think it's insane to want that much money a year (laughs) for the next 20 years in order to feel secure. It may be that I can learn to feel secure without all that, but you asked me my dream amount, you know, we're, we're playing with monopoly money here. So who cares? And she just (laughs) kind of looked at me and I could see in her face. It was, I never thought that even I deserved that. And I never thought to put that as my number, you know, something like that. And, uh, she just kept saying, wow, well, (laughs) I mean, if you technically could make that kind of money in a year, I mean, I don't know why you need me. I mean, it was the weirdest thing. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to think about all this great first session. And, uh, I never went back. I have not made that half million in one year since then, but um, I did not have to move back in with my family. So, hey, I think that's a happy medium. Somewhere in between a half million and I didn't have to move back in with my family. That is when I can guarantee you 
as a life coach. <laughs> if you come to me, I'll say, no, I'm kidding. Um, but what I can guarantee you is more of this episode. If you join the Patreon, I'm going to talk about uh, Kim Kardashian as promised, Alec Baldwin and Ilaria having a seventh baby. And I'm going to talk about, can you be addicted to having a baby? I'm going to find out live on air. I'm going to talk about more of this Louis C.K. Grammy thing and ugh, and uh, the Chris Rock slap and comedians losing their damn minds about it and more over on Patreon. See you guys there.